welcome. Raise your game today. I'm David Levin. This is our Tuesday episode, so we're talking about sports and sports parenting. And today I want to talk about the movie Hustle with Adam Sandler. Came out this last summer on Netflix. Great reviews. I loved it. I've been wanting to talk about it for a while, but couldn't quite figure out how to do it, whether I could use clips from the movie, for example. Turns out I can't, so I'll just have to tell you about it. I will put timestamps to the sections I talk about in the show notes, so you can jump right there if you want. And assuming you're on Netflix, you can check it out for free. Definitely recommend you watch the whole movie. It's so great. So I wanted to share some specific things I loved about it. Also, some of the lessons I took from it, and especially, of course, mental game lessons. And there's a lot in there. So first, again, just to say how much I loved it. I loved Adam Sandler's character, Stanley Sugarman. He's an NBA scout, great guy, truly loves the game. You can feel that, big heart. Just really liked him and pulled for him as a character. I loved his relationship with his wife in the movie, Teresa, played by Queen Latifah, which was very interesting. I loved seeing what felt like a real inside look at the game. You know, I've said before, I don't know a ton about sports, especially at this level. So it really gave me another whole level of appreciation for it, the beauty of the game, the commitment, the level of work required. It really feels heroic in a lot of ways. And I was just happy to see that. I was just, I just to realize it. To, yeah, it was just lovely. I read Chris Bosch's book last year, Letters to a Young Athlete, which I also loved and which gave me a similar sort of new understanding and appreciation of the work that goes into it, the commitment. Um, but this was just really lovely and powerful. So there are a few specific segments in the movie I wanted to highlight. First, early on, there's the scene where Stanley first discovers the athlete he ends up working with, helping to try to get him into the NBA. His name is Bo Cruz, and he's played by a real NBA player. Uh, I don't have that guy's name, but he was great. And that's another thing. There are a ton of NBA players, coaches, etc., in the movie. And it's just really cool to see them there. And some of them can really act, which is nice too. I just love that whole aspect of it. But anyway, that early scene, it starts at around 21 minutes, is super intense and great. It really sets the tone of the energy of the game, the seriousness of it, the, the ferocious competition. It's really great. Uh, next up, at about 58 minutes, is the sequence where he's really bearing down on the training. He's obviously amazing already, but he needs to take it to the next level to be truly ready for the NBA. Not quite tryouts. I think it was like the, oh, I forget what they call it right now, the combine. <coughs> Excuse me. And again, even that, as someone who doesn't know much about the game, was just fascinating and inspiring. But this eight minutes of the movie might be the most inspiring and thrilling sports piece I've ever seen. Maybe Rocky. I haven't seen it for a long time. I have to go back and look at that again. But this just dropped me. I was knocked out by the specifics of some of the drills he was doing. For example, to get more precise with passing the ball, they had this huge tractor tire on the court that someone would roll along next to him. So he's working on these complicated ball handling skills. And then he'd have to quick turn and pass the ball through the hole in the center of the tire, which is a small target. Another one, 
he'd be dribbling two balls at once, one in each hand, and trying to you know, move forward while someone else is pushing against him with both hands on his shoulders and their feet planted on the floor. So he's having to shove them along like you see football players do with those heavy sleds in training. Another one, I don't even know what this was about, but there were these colored lights stuck to the wall, waist high, that would flash red and green very quickly. And he'd be facing them, dribbling, moving back and forth. And whenever one turned green, he needed to reach forward and tap that while still controlling the ball. No idea what that was about, but it looked hard. <laughs> he'd be dribbling while others were like pushing him and hanging on him and slapping at the ball, fouling him like crazy while he's trying to keep his focus. Sandler would trash talk him. <laughs> at one point he said, smells like a truckload of shit emptied in your mouth. So he could practice ignoring that kind of thing. <laughs> uh, he'd be doing these ball handling drills, mixing you know, regular basketball with small balls, almost like he was juggling. It was crazy. There was this fun recurring Rocky reference where he was running up a hill, needed to get it under a certain time, and Sandler was in the car behind him coaching him on. And the intense level of training required, the weights and the cardio were just insane. Chris Bosch talked about this in his book, and it was news to me then that the exhaustion just never lets up, but you could feel that in this film too. And there was the constant verbal coaching and support coming from Sandler's character. You're a natural, you got it. Let's go again, let's go again, let's go again. No stopping, no quitting, no quitting, no quitting. Well, he's just always talking to him in the background. We're getting there, baby, we're on the right track, let's go. Oh, you know how much I love that, hard work. I knew you were a hard-working fool. This is a nice line. We're doing this because nobody else is doing it. It's you against you out there, and right now you is kicking your ass. I just love that constant verbal push and encouragement. There was a moment later in the film when Bo noticed uh, his nemesis, of course you can't have a nemesis in a movie, was uh, at a scrimmage. He says, oh, look who's here. And Stanley replies, you know what? He just said the same thing about you. That was a great reframe. And there was one line that blew me away above all the others because it was such a great mental game anchor sort of thought. And here it was. Oh, you don't care about that shot. It's about the next shot. So, you know, he'd missed a shot. And this was a, a mental sort of reminder to forget about missed shots and put it completely out of your mind immediately. That one's over. It's the next one and the next one and the next one. I just love that so much. I just imagine that being super helpful. I like the idea of it. You take the shot, forget about it. It's the next one. Whatever happens, it's the next one. So all of that was in that eight-minute segment. You have to see it. Starts at around 58 minutes in. Another great sequence starts at around one hour and 18 minutes. They're trying this social media campaign to raise his profile. So he goes to local basketball courts in various cities and Stanley offers money to any players there who can score on him. And it's just so great, it's so exciting and uplifting. It runs about four minutes. There's another one at one hour and 40 minutes. He's in this sort of last chance scrimmage. Super exciting. I even loved the credits. There's a sequence right at the start of the credits at one hour and 46 minutes where they show all the NBA players coaches, etc., who were in the film. And it's amazing how many there are. Has to be 30 or more people in there. And that just added for me to the sense of how authentic it is 
And again, somehow there's the love of the game. I don't know. It's great. So that's the movie itself. Now let's talk about the lessons in there, especially the mental game lessons. The big one is this. Self-regulation, inner game mastery is absolutely essential. A little bit of a spoiler alert, but this issue is the pivot point of the movie. All that insane work we talked about, the thrilling, unbelievable progress he made, the beautiful level of skill he achieved, the incredible opportunity and transformation for him and his family. We didn't talk about that, but coming from his background, he really needed this all to work out for his family. So everything he dreamed of and worked for, he almost lost it all in one moment where he didn't have the self-regulation he needed. So again, that skill, self-regulation, it's everything. Also very interesting to me, but they showed all these granular details we talked about around his physical training. There's so much sophistication there about how to develop the specific physical skills they need. But there was almost nothing said about the mental game other than the typical things you always hear. It's motivational stuff, all the stuff he was saying to him. You can do it. You've got this. I believe in you. It's reframing things like you don't care about that shot. It's the next one. And he just said the same thing about you, as I mentioned. It still sort of blows my mind that while on the one hand, everyone knows the mental game is critical, maybe the most critical part of success at that level. That's certainly what we saw in this movie. But they're still stuck at this superficial level of working with the mental game. It is so much more effective and powerful. Rather than trying to replace a negative thought with a positive one, which is basically what they're doing with all that stuff. Like even that line I love so much, of, you know, forget about that shot at the next one. That's replacing a negative thought, oh shoot, thinking about that negative thought, that bad shot, um, with a positive one, right? It's so much more effective to just learn how to shut down the negative thoughts. Pay no attention to that. Shut that down. Keep your focus on what you need to do. That sort of approach. It's better for the athlete. It's more practical and doable for them. It's better for the coach. One thing you really see in this film, Sandler was with Bo constantly. He was always saying one thing or another to keep his mental game strong. And that's fine, maybe, if you can always be right there. But even in the movie, at the critical moment, he couldn't be right there. He was on the sideline, of course. And Bo, on his own, was not able to handle that negative impulse. The only way to do that is to learn the skill to shut down those thoughts and feelings. Once they do that, now they can manage their inner game pretty much by themselves. Until they do, they'll never get to the level they could. And there's not much you can do to help them. And this doesn't even mention all the kids who'll never have access to that level of personal coaching, but have the same struggles and would really benefit from learning the skills to manage them. So anyway, that was another big lesson to me, just the critical difference and importance of a mechanics-based approach to mental game training. And then the last thing was, and this is mostly for parents and coaches, I suppose, but on the one hand, again, I was really struck with the beauty of the game, the almost heroic nature of that level of skill and commitment and love for it. But the flip side of that is that it is a brutal and unforgiving path that will be successful for almost nobody, 
right? So as a parent and a coach, even while I'm inspired by the beauty of the dream, I would be very cautious having my child truly commit to becoming a professional athlete. And this isn't just me. I hear this from many sources. We want our kids to be happy and healthy and have a good life. But professional sports, as glamorous as it may look, are not that. If you want your child to have a happy life, you almost certainly do not want them to become a professional athlete. Having said that, we also don't want to kill our kids' dreams, right? And some of them will make it. So if your child truly loves the game, and again, I would watch this film to get a feel for that. Do they love it that much to give it literally everything they have? But if they do, and they seem to genuinely have what it takes, I would go all in with them. There is great beauty in it, there's no doubt, at many levels. Just make sure you're all clear-eyed and realistic about what it takes to choose that path. Maybe the smart play is to see it as the path to college rather than the pros. That seemed like a great split the difference to me. They still get to be all in. It helps them open up great opportunities in their lives, but it's also much more likely to lead to a happy, sustainable sort of future life. Either way, if they do choose to be all in, make absolutely sure they get serious, practical mental game training as soon as possible. It'll make them much more likely to get there in the first place, and the higher they go, the more they'll need it. That's another thing that struck me from the movie. Early on in our sports life, and still most of the time, the mental game challenges we face are of our own making. It's our own big brain talking shit to us of one kind or another and keeping us from being our best. But as you go further, there are more and bigger mental game challenges from the outside. Pressure, demands on us, and even intentional mental game attacks from our opponents. That was a big plot point in this movie. People will intentionally come at your mental game just trying to beat you, right? And you have to have built up the strength to overcome that, or they'll do it. They'll take you down. And we haven't even talked yet about all the off-court distractions and temptations and mental game traps at that level. Bottom line, there is a lot of pressure on athletes from all directions. And the higher up you go, the more insane it gets. So just make sure they get the best mental game training possible. So that's what I wanted to talk about today, this beautiful sports movie, The Hustle, and the important things it has to say about the mental game. I hope that was helpful. Do see the movie if you can. It's free on Netflix. I'm sure you'll love it. And let me know. I'd love to hear what you think of it. And if your child's thinking about taking sports to the next level, do seriously consider getting them some mental game training. Have them, just to start, have them take the mental game assessment at our website. It's a great place to start, get a picture of where things are now and what areas to work on. Just make this a priority and do it now. That's my advice. And it's just totally reinforced from watching this movie. All right, that's today's episode, The Mental Game of Hustle. If you like what you heard, please tell your friends and rate and review us on Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts. Every good review helps more folks find the show and get a helpful mental game boost. Also, if you like video, we post all our episodes on our YouTube channel as well, which you already know if you're watching this. 
But there's a link to that in the show notes if you're listening to the audio pod. For more mental game goodness, please join our free community, the Raise Your Inner Game Charging Station. Click the link here or go to our site, raiseyourinnergame.com community. It's totally free. You'll love that. If you'd like to support the show so we can keep things ad-free, please click the Buy Me A Coffee link below and thank you for that. And we'll close today with Steve Prefontaine, his quote from the end of the Raise Your Inner Game book. To give anything less than your best is to sacrifice your gift. That's what we saw in this movie. That's what we're doing, folks. We're working to be our best. It's the gift that keeps on giving and the world needs as much of it as it can get. So keep up the good work. We'll see you next time.